1: only be one place: Universal Broadcasting Network. Tune in at ubnradio.com.
0: This is One on One with Jasper Cole, Hollywood's bad guy, and so much more—actor, talent manager, producer, and more. Now he's sitting down with today's top newsmakers from entertainment, politics, pop culture, and beyond. This is One on One. All right, all right. Howdy, 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 and welcome to. One on one with Mr. Jasper Cole. Here we are live from Sunset Gower Studios right here in Hollywood, California. Hey, JW, producer extraordinaire. Hello, hello. It's another Wednesday. Yes, it is. Another Wednesday into November. And it's almost Christmas. And it's almost Christmas. Looks like you're wearing the Movember. Oh, right. Right, 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 Mustache. Right, right. There we have it. November. Um, I want to say, everyone, please follow us on Twitter, one-on-one J. Cole, and Facebook, one-on-one with Jasper Cole, website, jaspercole.com, or go to ubnradiotv.com to my host page where you can take a look at our 24 advertisers. Mm-hmm. If it weren't for them, we wouldn't have a job, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> go there, find something you like, click on it, and we all get credit for that. So I want to get right to our very special guest today, we are um, feeling very educated today. We have to be on our best behavior because mm-hmm. we have an attorney in the house. <laughs> it's always good to have an attorney either in the family or somewhere, right? Please welcome prominent malpractice attorney, Mr. Neil Howard. Hey, buddy. Is that a nice enough introduction? Perfect. Thank I didn't you. want to go too overboard. Um, well, first of all, congratulations on your big case that you just won uh, with G- Garden Grove Hospital, the big Orange County case. Do you want to... Talk about that. It was in the press.
2: Happy to talk about whatever you'd like.
0: Yes. So um, it was a $5.2 million total, right? Actually, that's not true. That's not true.
2: What, what happened was... Yeah, tell everyone... Okay, there was a lawsuit filed against two doctors in the hospital. Right. And the case went to trial in Orange County Superior Court. It was an eight-week trial. Okay. And the people that brought the suit was the husband... And a one year old child and a four year old child of this beautiful, intelligent, lovely Very sad woman.
0: Case, yeah.
2: And she died, bled to, allowed to bleed to death in a hospital following a routine C section. And ultimately, the jury found that the obstetrician was negligent. Mm-hmm. He left this patient in the intensive Abandoned. care. Unit. Yeah. He left this patient that was in critical condition, that was actively bleeding, um, that was unstable and went home and didn't even call the patient. And within two hours, she essentially died. And the jury came back with an award. It wasn't $5.2 million. It was actually $9.5 million present value wow. and $17.5 million future value. And it's complicated between future value right. and present value. But essentially, it would be like, if the doctor was to pay right now one mm-hmm. check, he'd have to pay $9.5 million. Uh, future value, because in California, doctors are the only one that get this benefit that if they hurt somebody... They can pay what they owe over a period of time. You and I don't get that benefit. Like an
0: installment plan.
2: Exactly, with the hope that the person that they're going to pay is going to die. Because if all my clients die, <laughs> the payments stop. But of course, they're and one California is the only state. I, mean, I can't talk about they're... every other state. I'm but certain... I mean, they
0: have a special thing. So it's
2: crazy. I know it's crazy, and doctors are the only one that get that benefit. So it's seventeen and a half million dollars future value, nine point five million dollars. Uh, present value wow. so it's a huge award and i mean it was a huge damage is there a way for reward. him to appeal it or anybody for- could appeal anything in the united states right um the chances in my opinion of having a successful appeal are almost zero right and if he was to appeal it he would have to post a bond uh, one and a half times the the judgment oh. the chances of this person posting a bond I think you have a better chance. Uh, somebody that's famous walking into the room and giving me a hug. Well, no, this is a civil case. There's no. There's no chance he he can't be charged criminally for. Well, you can, very I mean, unlikely he could be charged. But doctors in California are rarely charged with any criminal conduct. I mean, the only time that I, and I'm much older than you, unfortunately. I doubt it. And okay, so we're equal age, right? And. Uh, maybe in our lifetime, there's been one or two doctors that have been charged criminally. Of course, the one with the uh, Michael Jackson—that's right. that's an example who right? just died recently. Oh, oh, oh no, 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 Conrad. No, yeah, I'm uh, not thinking yeah. of the plastic surgeon. Okay, yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's So like, that's, that's not one kill off. <laughs> <laughs> that's On one. Red, yeah. And last week there was, uh, I think, a doctor for over-prescribing pain medicine. Down so it, that yeah. may be two in right. the last
0: thirty years. Good point. Okay, so, so they are able to always sort of wiggle out, wiggle out. Okay. So and also we had talked earlier. There's a A case where if the kids are under, if the children are under 14, it's able, you're able to make the case go a little faster. All cases. Oh, okay. All
2: cases where a party plaintiff is under a specific age 14, they get a preference. Just as certain people over 70 get a preference. Okay. So those of us between the ages of 14 and 70 have to wait in the long line. (laughs) There's a short line, this express line for people under 14 and over 70.
0: Yes. Wow.
2: It's like the (laughs) carpooling.
0: (laughs) <laughs> well, I now, in just reading about the case, there was, they, they settled the hospital settled with the family prior
2: to the actual trial. Is that true? Well, or? that's an area that I'm really not supposed to get into. Okay. I'm happy to talk about the case. It was an eight-week trial, essentially against the obstetrician, right. who, you use the word abandon. Uh, well. He, he went home while this patient was bleeding. He even went so far during the trial. King. To say that you know she was in the intensive care unit and there's a monitor and patients in the intensive care unit. Right. And I asked him in front of the jury, do, do you utilize that data on the monitor? Decide whether or not you should go home or maybe pack, take her back to surgery. And he had the audacity to say no. Just it's no. kind of shocking. No. So he's connecting a patient to a monitor in the ICU and not using that information. And I try to explain to the jury either a couple of things were going on. Either he's lied to us. Right. He's stupid. Or when he was in medical school and the class was how to save a patient's life, he was sick that day. Wow. I can't think of any other explanation. Somebody would be so callous to a beautiful woman. What did his did his attorneys have a defense for that? Yes, she was fine. That was his defense that she was fine, that this woman with an O2 saturation, which means nothing to your viewers, of course, you and I would have a 96%. She was 89%. Uh, This is a patient with heart rate was 149. Your heart rate and my heart rate may be 65. Your blood pressure probably is about 125 over 80. Hers was 90 over 37. He had all this data that you would think that he was educated would indicate to him that she's bleeding. And he went home and she bled to and death. And weren't the
0: nurses calling him also? There was some evidence that they made phone calls they to They called
2: him. a different doctor because they, they felt like he was such a moron that why call him? He he knew her condition and did nothing. Wow. It's shocking. It's really shocking. I think that's one of the reasons that the jury gave such a huge amount. I mean, it's a huge verdict. Oh, yeah. I mean, in California, you don't get that many uh, verdicts in this amount. First of all, it's hard to, to prevail against right. a doctor to begin with, let right. alone in these numbers. The jury must have felt that felt this it. person was unbelievable.
0: Well, is the hospital responsible also? Was he an employee of the hospital or well, he was an independent
2: doctor? Is it in de- we have the term independent using, contractor. Was using the hospital. I mean, that was her choice you, to be there or whatever. I don't know about her choice. I mean, she selected the doctor. And she didn't weird. select the hospital. Most p- people, when they go to a surgeon, right. do not select the hospital. Right. So but, the hospital was not liable for anything. Well, they're certainly not liable for his conduct. Right. Let's leave
0: it at that. Okay. Is there a suit against them separately? They or, were initially oh, in the
2: same suit because, so they're all, because you're supposed to have one judgment against everybody. You can't have multiple oh, suits on oh, the see. same instance. So they're
0: included as together. Well, Not really, but it's a little so, complicated. So,
2: <laughs>
0: so let's talk about you, your background. You're from New York. Actually, or
2: originally from Massachusetts and New York. So we heard it because I had a little bit of an accent. Right. So that's why I'm a Red Sox fan and a Jet fan.
0: Right. Well, that's good. Okay, I mean, a little you know, of both. Sorry, yeah. Um, so you, what? How did you end up in California? That was. A, did you?
2: I, I decided that I enjoy nice weather, so yeah. I, I came out here with like a lot of people for the sunshine.
0: Do you still practice back east? No, I've never practiced. Oh, I only you, license you only license in California. Exactly. Okay. Did you go to school here?
2: I went to school here.
0: And you've been 20-plus years. I've been an attorney
2: for over 30 years.
0: And doing malpractice the whole time? Or? I would
2: say probably about 27 years.
0: So this one I want to talk to you about. Because I've had um, six years I've went through a legal situation suing some people. half of Hollywood. So my um, <laughs> my um, feelings about attorneys have not been great for the last six years.
2: Yeah, I don't understand that. Can you imagine? I don't understand why. Because I, my case is a perfect example. Right. I personally invested, pick a number, Three, four thousand hours of my time and put invested over a hundred thousand dollars of my money to help this family and maybe not be successful. There's no guarantee in in any case that you're going to prevail. You're going to have the best facts and the best witnesses and maybe not the best jurors and maybe not the best judge or whatever. They don't like my ties, (laughs) right? So, despite all that investment and hard work. I don't know why people would think that uh, I'm not admirable. They somehow or another well, the no, I'm not, saying, not have a great but reputation. But you know,
0: I, I guess my question is: when you um, had was law something you were al- always interested in? Is that something that you wanted to do from an early age? No. I'm always fascinated. What brings like what brought you to
2: law or law school? I thought it'd be in, in, uh, challenging. Chal- I yeah. thought it'd be uh, intellectually gratifying. I used to be a CPA. Okay. So you were a CPA and then you switched, went to law school, right? I found putting those numbers into small boxes was very difficult. (laughs) So I decided to maybe use my brain more. Okay.
0: And then was malpractice a particular area that you immediately went into or how did you get over there? I know
2: it's one of my best friends is a physician and he recommended that I do medical malpractice and he said he would initially help me
0: what what other law, what areas had you been in prior? I did
2: uh, personal injury personal. and I and I represented actually I represented hospitals and doctors.
0: Interesting. So you've seen it from both sides.
2: I have. Yeah. And was, I've represented doctors. Which do you prefer now? Being on the other does, You know, at, as as what I do now, right. I can pick I mean, and choose my clients. Right, where people who represent doctors don't necessarily have that luxury of picking and choosing their clients. They they may have a bad client or bad right. facts, and they still have to you know claim the person did nothing wrong. Right. If I don't think my client deserves uh, their day in court, I then don't have don't to accept have to, them as to, a right, client. Right. So I I'm in a better position than most attorneys. I can right. be selective as who I want to invest my time with. And
0: yeah, and you can say yes or no. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because that's a bit, I mean, I think that's
0: a dilemma a lot of people have uh, with attorneys. And you're not here to, first of all, Neil's not here to uh, speak for all attorneys. Correct, 100%. When I'm telling in my, uh, this is like a therapy session, when I'm telling in my experience, but it's more about, I've always been fascinated with how an attorney's able to take a case. You know, there's that line where you're you're not supposed to know if someone's, you don't have to know if they're guilty or innocent. You just have to know how to defend them. One way or the other, because that's there, a criminal case. Criminal case. Yeah, this is a civil, civil case. Totally different. But my my case was civil as well. But um, there's this whole thing about in California, it's very hard for the state bar. It, it's you know when you were mentioning about doctors, it's hard for doctors to get in trouble in California. I have this opinion that it's very hard for attorneys to be disciplined in California. I
2: think it's harder for doctors. I'll give you an example of this right. case. This is a terrible case. I mean, prob- this, is, this is astonishing. This is just astonishing. We have this terrible, terrible, terrible doctor. Right. Totally incompetent. Kill this beautiful woman. And if you went on the internet, this isn't the first episode of him hurting somebody. Right. He and he's still practicing. Right. Still practicing. Now, they threw him off staff at Garden Grove Hospital astonishes me that another hospital would allow him privileges to perform surgeries. So he's
0: still working at other places?
2: Well, last I know, I mean, I haven't seen him today, but my sense is at least last week he was. So he's still performing surgery, still delivering babies, still... Uh, I think there should be a, a sign next to his door. You know that sign right. on cigarette carton that says, you know, smoking cigarettes could be dangerous to your health? They could be entering this, this, entering this patient's, uh, this doctor's office could be dangerous to your health. Well, it's like they a, should have that
0: sign. It's like the dentist who shot the lion. I mean, people, you, you know, lined up outside his office and protested. And,
2: yeah, but that, that was more of a potentially uh, some sort right. of uh, a gaming thing or some hobby. Right. This is someone that really mm-hmm. has an issue with practicing good medicine right. and exposing nice people to serious dangers, right. including death. I mean, this person came to the United States, to deliver a baby, had money, was willing to pay for the best quality of care, and is allowed to bleed to death in the United States? How, right. did, how can that happen? And the guy goes home and doesn't call? He left this patient and doesn't call?
0: The the You mentioned there were some similar, he's got a background. At least other, one other that I'm aware of. In, in a, doing a similar thing, where he's sort of abandoned. Well, that's my yeah. word for it. No. Yeah. Um, well, d- malpractice, medical malpractice, a lot of you hear a lot of doctors talk about. One of the reasons doctors are getting out of the profession or uh not wanting to go into it as much is the cost of malpractice insurance. I know attorneys have malpractice insurance also, right? And that's we astronomical. Do. But um I guess it's the the, the, the double-edged sword of you got to have the insurance to protect yourself when you're a doctor cuz there for as many cases like this where it looks like there's clearly there was a problem here. Talk about, if you would, there, there's a lot of medical malpractice cases that maybe aren't as legitimate as
2: this one. I don't believe that. I, I've heard or that. That's my, no, no. That was but my I question. Know, I know yeah. people feel that way. Right. I, 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 I accept that. I've heard that from people that I respect. Right. But you have to understand, to prosecute a medical malpractice case. Is expensive. It's very expensive. People like me don't want to waste their money. Right? Why would I invest twenty, thirty thousand dollars of my money for a case that has little or no merit? Right. And my time. Right. And the respect to the to the court system and the right. judge. So I, I have a lot of uh, concerns that that's not really a, a valid theory. That there is a lot of uh, cases out there with little or no merit right. against doctors. Well, you hear that
0: from doctors who don't who talk, who complain about the cost of malpractice insurance because they're saying that, you know, uh, I for instance I have a family member who's a uh anesthesiologist and several times he's had people make false claims that something happened that didn't happen. So he has to, he talks about how the cost of his insurance goes up. Now there are people that would say, you know, malpractice attorneys are causing these their their rates to go up so high for doctors. But again, in this case like you just won. If it weren't for you, where would this guy go? You know, he'd
2: have no recourse. Well, well let's start with him. Everybody should be responsible for the harm they cause somebody. Right. I don't care if it's a doctor, an accountant, an attorney, uh, a news person. Right. Everybody's responsible if they hurt somebody. I don't think anybody gets a free ride. But going back to your example that troubles me is your relative who's an anesthesiologist, if he wasn't responsible and they didn't pay anything because he's not responsible, why does insurance rates go up? They didn't pay any money. So it. Th- well, I'm he was saying every something. time
0: they make a claim – when someone makes a claim even if it's it turns out to be false he has to pay a higher rate Why? of insurance well that's i think, I that's, think that's true. i think that's a problem with the insurance companies
2: that doesn't make sense to me okay. it, logically it makes no sense to me i'm going to charge you more i haven't paid any more to provide you the same coverage i did last year
0: right uh, but do you do you believe that there are people that will purposely make false claims there's exceptions authors. to every rule right.
2: you know you and i both know you never say never right. all right and you never right. say always but would you say that ninety-seven percent of the attorneys out there wouldn't do that? I could. I would agree to ninety-seven percent. Right. I would never say ninety-nine okay. percent of the attorneys. There's well, bad people in every profession. Oh, absolutely. And there's people that maybe don't like doctors or this particular doctor, so they're so doing they it for other accident. reasons. Yeah.
0: Well, let me ask you. What do you? What is your take on? Um, there seems to be a lot of people who we had a lot of Twitter followers who wrote questions about. Attorneys, not in this case, we're just talking generically in California, attorneys who make deals with each other when there's mediations or there's um, arbitrations that a lot of times going into situations. Because I don't know in a case like this, does it ever get to a point where you don't get to trial, you'll do an arbitration or a mediation?
2: Statistically, most cases in California, I think, get resolved prior uh, prior to court because if you try every case, there wouldn't be enough courtrooms, right? right? right. Um, and it'd be terribly expensive. But I'm, tra- I'm not sure I heard what you said, because I've been to many, many, many mediations, right. arbitrations, and you were suggesting that before that there's some sort of collusion? Yeah. No. I, I've, I'm telling you, 30 years, so
0: you don't, and you, I know everybody. If that happens, that is definitely it, uh, If It never has happened. Well, it happened to me.
2: It doesn't happen at in medical j- malpractice. Jams. Well, in I've in never Angeles. been to Jams anymore. I, I haven't used Jams in 30 years, but I but, can tell you with all the people I know, all the people I know that do medical malpractice— Nobody has collusion. Okay. Nobody. Well, that's good. You may have a different question is whether we go to a mediation in good faith, whether we intend to actually try to settle the case or we're wasting everybody's time. Right. But there's no collusion.
0: Or I, I think the question is more about a lot of times the attorneys will know ahead of time how the mediation is going to go before they get in there. They know we're going to pay this amount of money and this is what we know we're going to pay and let's just go through the motion of the mediation and get to the final number.
2: Well, I can't tell you. You can't all. speak okay. for all attorneys. I can just tell you, I've spoken to a lot of people about the subject. Right. There's two theories, all right? One theory is that defendants mm-hmm. uh, want a mediation for two purposes. They want to know from the plaintiff's perspective – what evidence do you have? Right. Like, I'm going to pull down my pants and show my evidence, right? evidence yeah. for free. Right. Or they would hope that the attorney doesn't have the ability to control his client, so they're hoping that the arbitrator or another party will compel or force the plaintiff to take less than he really wants. Mm-hmm. So got now it. we have another person telling him, well, your case isn't really worth that. Right. Why don't you take this? So you've got the attorney and the mediator. Um, whether the other case where it's really a, a situation where we have a neutral party listening to everybody and saying what would be a fair resolution mm-hmm. based upon these facts, I think it's maybe about ten to fifteen percent of the time, if not less, because you're dealing with insurance companies right. and the person who they bring to the mediation doesn't have the power, anyways. Right, right. they're just a messenger. Right. If you're talking about a case of a million, two million, three million dollar case, you're going to have someone who's the president of a major insurance right. company. Right, and of course they're not showing up to meet with me. Right. Who even knows how many people at the and uh, in the insurance companies know right. about this particular verdict?
0: Well, what do you th- what do you think about place? I just threw out jams. There's many different kinds of arbitration places, but do you believe that's a good a good place? Because here's my problem with places like that is you have retired judges. In my case, it was a retired judge yeah. who all judges were former attorneys. I think right most. No,
2: but the example that you're trying to say is I have a fair amount of cases with Kaiser because mm-hmm. I, I believe Kaiser has some real issues the way they practice medicine. I think a lot of people... Okay? Know. I have some real concerns that they're having a lot of people that aren't qualified um, doing things. Right. And they have... If you have a claim against Kaiser, you have to go to arbitration. That's the You deal. have to. That's part of the contract. It's like written in the contract. It is the contract. So now you have... And they try to... Re, you know, revise it a little because it was so so lopsided. So now they try to make it appear neutral. <laughs> but you have judges, and let's assume pick a number of this five thousand, ten thousand arbitrations a year. Mm-hmm. Well, nobody wants to be on the bad list of Kaiser because then they'll never use you. Right. So if you come up with a verdict like in this case, right, if an arbitrator awarded my client seventeen million dollars, there's no chance that Kaiser would ever use them again. Got it. That person would be would be. Removing also themselves lived. and the ability to make income right. from that source, right. and it, it's really hard. For, nobody wants to, you know, remove income. Everybody wants right. to be able well, to I keep. Mean, every, a, they a, want to keep everybody happy, right?
0: Right. Well, last question about that. Do you feel that there is a? Because um, what I ran into in my situation was the the um, the attorney for the other side was had been in front of this particular arbitrator, on a, three or four times a week. She like had an office at jams and had her shoes in there. And so there's a conflict of interest sometimes with that. So that is um, and in in talking to people and after my case, California just seems to be a really tough state to have attorneys sanctioned. You almost have to murder someone or commit a crime to get sanctioned by the bar. But that's a whole other, you know, that's. I can not,
2: not here to speak for the bar. I don't know everybody. I'm sure in my profession, people do things that they shouldn't do. Right. Just as in other professions. And and from what little I know, I think they get in trouble for doing that. Right. All right.
0: So uh, now I had an attorney actually say to me recently that um, uh, the law is not a science, that's an art. I was speaking to an attorney. He's like, well, you know, Jasper, because I had some questions about the, the law says this, and this is what the same, you know, this is this. And he goes, oh, well, you know, Law is kind of like what you do, Jasper. You're an actor. And, you know, it's really like an art. And, you know, it's malleable and you have to. And I'm, I was sort of thinking, really, I thought the, when the law is written a certain way, that's that's what it means. But this attorney was telling me there's room and, you know, you play around with it. Well, and, there's
2: law that's supposed to be black and white. Then right. you're applying facts to a specific law. Right. So how you argue the facts that's how where you it, apply that law to those facts, it's the old adage from the attorney say, When the facts are against you, argue the law. Got it. When the facts and the law against you, just argue. (laughs) All right? So can they confuse a judge or a jury, sometimes a skillful attorney, not to follow the law? I guess so. People get confused.
0: In this particular case that we were just talking about, did you poll the jury? Do you know what the,
2: how it? It was. I think uh, some of the questions was 11-1. Wow.
0: That's fantastic.
2: So, well, I don't understand how one person could. Well, that I, was my I'm whole thing. Trouble, you're how like, could anybody? You're
0: like, let me talk to that one person and find well, out. I
2: mean, you can't. I mean, people are what they are. They come up with their own biases mm-hmm. and prejudice, and they hear the evidence the way they want to hear. Right. You know, it's like sunglasses; they see what they want to see. And it's, it's what well, it's do you are,
0: do you believe a lot of lot of it is in jury selection? Also, that's a huge part of well, no, you know. Picking. Uh, actually, of course, yeah. But
2: I think a lot of it comes down to having a fair judge. Mm-hmm. In this case, the judge was very fair. His entire attitude from the beginning, you walk into my courtroom, you're going to get a fair trial. Mm-hmm. Everybody's getting a fair trial. I don't care if you're here from New York. I don't care if you're from Los Angeles County. I don't care if you're here from China. We treat everybody fairly and the same. And that's the judge's philosophy from the get-go. And I think that was uh, picked up by the jury that despite my client coming from China right, and despite the fact that she was here and had a baby— and we, there's been a lot of politics about mm-hmm. this. It had no influence. Bearings uh, on the jury. I ju- don't think so. I, I, I actually think the jury was very fair, and they wanted to do the right thing.
0: Did, uh, did you know this judge before? Had you Never had a case with ne- him before.
2: Right. But did he was a very, very good judge. He was a very fair judge. He, you right. Know, he was a, one of the best judges I've ever had the pleasure of working oh, with. Oh, that's nice. You want to tell yeah. his name? Yeah, it was uh, Judge De Caesar in, in Orange in, County Orange Superior County Court, Support C16.
0: Um, where can people, by the way— find you get in t- contact well, with I have you. a Are website it's, yeah
2: it's medical malpractice-la.com but okay. I guess today they can google Neil Howard, Neil Howard. Uh, they could google medical malpractice Los Angeles or right. maybe even medical malpractice so what other you have some big cases coming up I have some interesting cases I have some big cases yeah, I mean, he... some stupid cases they're all crazy cases I have a case that a woman goes in and she wants to get pregnant and she's been unable to get pregnant. So she goes to a fertility care specialist. I mean, I mean, you're willing to spend right. that kind of money. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it can yeah. be ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000. I have several girlfriends okay. who have gone through it. Yeah. Very expensive. Yeah. And, it, and it's very stressful. Yeah. So this individual spends, wants to ha- go through the expense of the time to get pregnant, has embryos implanted. Okay? Right. Astonishing story. Sunday. So this is done on the weekday. Doctor calls her up Sunday. You have to come to the office right now. Comes to the office. <laughs> Performs a DNC because he put the wrong embryos in oh my God. on a Sunday without even giving a chance that you want to do this. Essentially, have an abortion. You come to my office, this woman that wants to get pregnant and have and an spend abortion. Money and... right. Could you imagine how much trauma that would be emotionally to somebody? Did he I mean, tell
0: maybe, her he had done the wrong? That did he tell her why he was doing? I mean,
2: I, I, I don't think he was honest at all. This was astonishing. I have another case that said for trial in January in, in December, someone younger than us happens to go to the doctor just for routine checkup and they do a blood test. And in your blood test, we call it a, in the word, CBC complete blood count. It's mm. just, they do mm-hmm. everything. Hemoglobin tells you how much right. blood you have. It was almost next to zero, right? It was astonishing low, scary low, almost to the point where I'm saying that you've got to send this person almost by ambulance to the hospital. He's that sick, He's that, yeah. right? So they get the result. What do they do? Nothing. 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 They don't even put it in the chart. They don't even call the person. Comes back the next week to get the blood test result, sees a different doctor. The Results not even the t- in the chart. They tell him, oh, we just have an ear infection. Three weeks later, he is? Dying. Dead. Oh, he died. Dead. 41-year-old man, dead from something that's curable. I mean, it's this is Los Angeles County. It's scary. Steroid. It scares me. Okay. You know, almost the point, One of the problems of being a medical malpractice attorney and hearing all these cases. When I start to have problems, well, I start to think I'm going to be like him. Well, sure. What's my hemoglobin? You, you don't want to go to the
0: doctor. After I, for, that. I, let me see the hemoglobin. I'm sure test. when you go to the doctor, you have a lot of questions. Well, you tr- yeah. you have to trust people, or they of know what you do no, for. I mean, you they know what you do for a living. No, so. <laughs> no, because then they
2: wouldn't they wouldn't treat me. Right. You don't tell them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, um, yeah, it's interesting because I'm always. I'm always fascinated by what brings people to their professions, and you know, because I'm an actor and I'm in show business and in a lot of ways. First of all, do you do you watch all the David Kelly's? Were you a big fan of like the lawyer law shows in L.A. Law and all that stuff?
2: What is the suits? There's a show Suits. Yeah. Suits right I watch now suits? Okay. You, on USA. Yeah,
0: you like that? I mean, it's all like yeah. dramatized or whatever. Of course, it's not, yeah, it's not real. Yeah. But I, I think I think uh, lawyers in a lot of ways are like actors. You have to be you have to be good in front of a people jury. people think that way, but that's but you're a lot charismatic. Of truth in, but I think
2: a lot of things you have to be is prepared. You have to really be willing right. to put the time in. Right. That's a, that's a huge problem. So part much of the job.
0: research and so much time goes in. I how, mean you
2: could you could reread everything four times.
0: How just many four. people are in your firm? How many Four people. F- just four. Yeah. So you really do it all. Yeah. You guys are busy. How many cases can you take at a time?
2: I would say no more than uh sixty. Wow. So that's how we can pick and choose.
0: And like you said, a lot of the because goal is... they all
2: become family. My clients are almost family. Right. I spend so much time with them.
0: And a so lot of them don't get to trial, which, you know, you settle, which is a, a good point. That's a goal you'd like to get well, to. Well, some
2: people don't want to go to court. Right. right? I, I didn't. Right. In my it's case. It's stressful. Right. Um, but of course, on those sides, it's stressful for them as well.
0: Right. And is it... Do you... What, that's... A, okay, that's a good point. There's that whole theory about when the client d- may not want to go to trial, but the attorneys are looking at this going, well, you'd really, we've got a great case here. You'd be better off. Stick with us. We're going to take it to trial. That's a, that's sort of a dilemma sometimes.
2: But ultimately, the client makes the decision. Right. It's the client's case. The right. state bar would tell you this. Right. I can only give people choices. Ultimately, mm. they make the decision what they want to do with their case. And, right. And the attorney has to accept that. Even if I've had cases where I, I didn't like the decision.
0: But right. But you had I, to.
2: It's their case. It's their decision.
0: So in this in the community in your community here in LA of all the attorneys who know each other that this is the thing I'm really fascinated about is and then there's no judgment. I think it's fascinating that you guys you, you go up against each other, you know each other, you know, it's just like athletes who play on a team, play against each other and then you may be friends outside or sometimes but Not all the time. But I I I'm fascinated by that because in a good way because you now a lot of people would say um well I don't like that because they are they're buddies but yet they're trying against each other and
2: we can respect our adversaries right and we can have friendship with adversaries I mean but when we're in court we have an obligation to do the best we can for our clients and to prepare it's not personal I mean it
0: kind of is like a sporting event without making it I'm not making it uh, light of it but in terms of there's two teams you know there's this team and that team and there's respect for each other but you're there to do a job and it's kind of a battle and you have to sort of um, it's like a chess mat. It's, mat. Definitely, it's definitely. very much like chess. You have to
2: anticipate what they're gonna, moves they're going to make. Right. And you have to be prepared for it.
0: But isn't that what's fascinating for you? Isn't that the exciting part of it sometimes? First
2: of all, the exciting thing is you never know what's going to happen. Right. You don't know what day. Right. You don't know what your clients are going to say. Right. You don't know what the judge is going to say. You don't know how the jury is re- reviewing, accepting the evidence. Mm-hmm. You don't even know what your experts are going to even show up on time, let alone what they're going to say. There's right. so many variables that go on. That go it's, on there.
0: So every, every, and then every case is it's different. It's very exciting. Yeah. Was was not it,
2: always good way exciting, but it's exciting. <laughs> you know, it's stressful. It's high stress. Yeah.
0: Um, so, are there was there was there a backup plan if you weren't going to be an attorney? I know you were CPA, and then hmm. you know, no, you didn't want to. i guess be I'd a,
2: have to be an actor. We work with you. Help you. Did you really no, never No, no. no, no. no, no. I'm you know. not as talented <laughs> as you.
0: Well, you're right here on the lot. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you're very you know, charismatic. And so, thank you. Yeah, you're yeah. the only one that says that. Yeah. No, no. Come on. That's not true. Well, listen. Thank, I can't thank you enough for, for doing this. And everyone again, tell everyone your website again.
2: Medicalmalpractice-la.com.
0: Neil Howard. So if any doctor have, has, do you feel has done something wrong to you, yeah. this is a guy to call right here. Thanks, buddy.
2: Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Have Good luck with evening. everything. Thank you again.
0: Okay. And we will be right back. Thank you so much.
2: Great. Okay, thank you.
1: Tremble, little lion man You'll never settle any of your scores Your grace is wasted in your face Your boldness stands alone among the wreck Now learn from your mother Or spend your days biting your own neck But it was not your fault but mine And it was your heart on the line I really fucked it up this time Deny my dear But it was not your fault but mine And it was your heart on the line I already fucked it up this time Deny my dear I really fucked it up this time, didn't I, my dear? Didn't I, my dear?
0: You're back, one-on-one with Jasper Cole. Right, howdy, and welcome back to one-on-one with Jasper Cole. And we want to thank again our guest, Mr. Neil Howard, for uh, educating us on the law. Now, a lot of you know, um, I was speaking a little bit to him about the fact that I was involved in a five- to six-year entertainment lawsuit here in los angeles so i think we went through four different law firms jw wow. ending up we ended up having to sue three of the law firms that we had and ironically as neil was leaving he mentioned a particular law firm <laughs> that do you remember he mentioned yeah, a yeah, law yeah, firm yeah. happens to be one of the law firms that screwed up mm-hmm. our case and we had to go out we had to go and settle with them as well he so he wasn't surprised either that kind of made me feel a lot better yeah hearing that well in a sad way it made me I feel better that Mm -hmm. we weren't wrong about this particular attorney, but it's sad that this particular attorney is still working and, you know, taking other people's money. And I think that's the thing, you know, I was was going into this interview today. You know how I feel about attorneys because I've had such a... (laughs) I was like, this should be interesting. (laughs) I've had such a love-hate relationship because I've had such a horrible relationship with attorneys and it just seemed like our luck was... These were prominent, as you heard me mentioning some of the names to Neil, Mm -hmm. some really big law firms, and they were just in our situation. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying in my situation, the mistakes that were made, you know, it's really legal malpractice and he reps, you know, Mm -hmm. medical malpractice. So I'm the thing I didn't get into it with him is it's so hard for other attorneys to sue other attorneys. Mm -hmm. So when we had to file a lawsuit against a particular law firm, just finding a law firm that would take on a legal malpractice case, that was hard in itself. And that whole fraternizing thing that I was speaking about with him, I guess that's the the weirdest thing for me is how in a a town, Mm -hmm. be it LA or a small town, so all the attorneys get to know each other. Mm -hmm. They've they've worked on cases together. They backslap each other and they play golf at the country club together. And... I guess that for me I don't I don't know how they skirt that line of imp- yeah. uh, of conflict of interest. Right. That they all get to know each other mm-hmm. but yet and what I was trying to talk to him about is when you go to mediations arbitrations there and he kind of hinted on the fact that the judges in cases they don't want they want to keep working mm-hmm. so they're not going to always award these huge amounts and so it's almost like a ping pong match that goes back and it seems like it's a lot of the game and you know in my situation jams which is one of the largest arbitration companies in the world Mm -hmm. we're one of the few people that were able to actually ever file a claim against an actual arbitration firm and have a settlement because they never admit to anything but thanks to my Former manager who was so dogged about the whole thing and never let it go. We were able to to do that. So, um, have you had any experience with attorneys along the way? I have, but um, anything negative? Not not really. I had once one I didn't think was prepared. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, literally contacted me a day before court. You know, to go in and and I was it's like, there's like a huge medical records to look at. Blah blah Richard blah. Richard Mull and yeah, Market yeah. Post. Yeah, so... Um, That's the other good point. I noticed... I, I know in our case, looking back, you almost have to be your own paralegal. Mm-hmm. And in my case, I had, a, again, a former manager who pr- practically became a paralegal. Yeah, you, you pretty and, much work with the team before you ever really get any words with the actual attorney themselves. I and, mean, and like, he yeah. mentioned how many cases he has. Yeah. <clears throat> when you think about it, it's kind of like an, an actor who has an agent and mm-hmm. they have, like, all these different clients. You almost... It's like you have to be your own advocate even when you have an attorney. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to say to people my biggest thing is i would say to you is you he said it today the client always has the last word but yeah. that's not always easy when you're working with attorneys and they they want you to take something to trial but you want to settle you don't want to go to trial they mm-hmm. they at times you're pressured mm-hmm. and they want you to forego you know, settlement offers along the way, because, yeah. well, trust me, if we, yeah, they'd say, trust me, if we get to trial, we're going to win big. And yeah. like Neil was saying, there's no guarantee when you get to trial. Mm-hmm. But my whole problem with when people, and he mentioned that Kaiser, all the employees have to sign contracts that automatically send you to arbitration. Yeah. The problem with that is that means they can never sue. Mm-hmm. They can never sue their employers. And even with other companies now. Mm-hmm. JAMS I mentioned J A M M S if you look on a lot of your employee contracts JAMS has like a monopoly on arbitration and mediation in the in the state mm. and in the country so just be aware a lot of times when you sign these contracts look in the very tiny fine print about arbitrations yeah. um because when you get into these arbitrations you're dealing with retired judges that were former attorneys that a lot of the attorneys that you're using have either worked with, Mm. knows, know them, have worked with them. In our case, it's a situation where our attorney would say, Oh yeah, I've been up against this attorney. She beat me last time. So she owes me this time. Mm. You know, it's almost like you scratch my back. Mm -hmm. I'll scratch Mm your back, scratch your back. So all I'm saying is, I went into all this thinking that the attorneys were all on the up and up and mm-hmm. it wasn't a game and it was all about yeah. like doctors take their oath and mm-hmm. attorneys take an oath that they're there to you know, uphold justice. And ultimately it is a business and they want to make money. Mm-hmm. And we didn't get into this either. A lot of times they will look at the merit of your case. In our situation, it was a very high profile mm-hmm. case mm-hmm. and a smaller firm will forego some huge amount of money just to have the prestige of having your case, Exposure. getting their name in the Hollywood mm-hmm. reporter or right. whatever. And you bring your case, bring so many other cases to them. Mm-hmm. They don't really give a shit what kind of settlement they get for you mm-hmm. at that point. They're almost doing a favor sometimes for the the other side. So publicity. Because they know each other. Mm-hmm. But when this particular attorney said to me, Jasper, it's really not a science. It's an art. I almost passed out. <laughs> because we were questioning him on a very specific law yeah. that says, it says blah, blah, blah. And he goes, oh, well. And then he was talking about, he said to me, um... Well, Jasper, you know, I, I pick cases like you pick projects. You know, sometimes you do the the studio pictures uh-huh. for the money and then other times you find these nice little indie, these indie films that you do just for the merit of the of the part. Mm. And I'm sitting there looking at my partner and I mm-hmm. looking at each other like what the fuck is he talking about? You know, I thought and then what I didn't get into with him is yes, when you do try to file claims against attorneys in the state of California, mm-hmm. They have so many laws that protect attorneys in this in this state, and don't forget, most of everyone that's running the state bar are other attorneys. Right. So basically, it's attorneys policing attorneys. Mm. I don't know how it is with the medical state bar. Mm. I, I, it's California. I'm just going to assume it's probably just as corrupt. Mm. So, but speaking of corrupt, <laughs> I want to talk about these ridiculous Republican candidates that are. That are crying and whining while we have enough time here mm-hmm. about these. Did you hear this? They're, they're boycotting the next NBC debate. They want to make up their own rules. They don't want to play by the rules they were claiming. Now, look, I have to agree. The last debate last week, I did believe CNBC, they, they really asked some <laughs> – mm. Some lame-ass questions. Mm -hmm. But even as President Obama's been saying lately in the press, you know, hey, guys, if you can't handle CNBC's question, how the hell are you going to deal with Putin or, you know, any, you know, South Korea or North Korea or Mm -hmm. any of these people? So I don't know. I just thought it was hilarious. But the other thing that scares me, hello, Republicans. Ben Carson is now leading. leading. Yeah. And, but confident. I mean, honestly, I kind of, between Trump and Carson, Mm -hmm. Carson scares me less in some ways, and then more than Trump in others. But I don't think either one can beat Hillary. So I don't know why the Republicans have just gone batshit crazy this time. I mean, I think ultimately if you're going to pick anybody, you're going to have to pick like maybe Bush and Rubio because at least they bring, Bush brings experience and Rubio brings, you know, a freshness and he's kind (laughs) of (laughs) hot. Everyone thinks he's good-looking, and he's Spanish, so whatever. Well, listen, guys, I think that's it for today. Um, stay, stay with us for next week. As always, we'll have a great surprise, and uh, <laughs> we never know. We like to surprise you. Uh, again, follow us on Twitter at 101JCole, Facebook and website, and go to uh, our host page and buy some shit from the advertisers. <laughs> Peace out, everyone. Have a great rest of the week. You've been listening and watching One on One with Jasper Cole. Thanks for checking out one-on-one with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes.
1: With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
0: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
2: No,
1: Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry